Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Greetings one and all. Thank you for tuning to IMSA Radio for 2015 and our coverage of the Chile United Sports Car Championship. We're here, of course, principally this weekend for the Rolex 24 at Daytona International Speedway for 2015 to kick off our season and indeed to kick off IMSA Radio. But the beauty of our coverage is that we're doing each and every session, regardless of whether it's the main event or the support categories. We've already had some practice sessions for the Continental Tyres Sports Car Championship and just looking forward to the final practice session for those cars in a moment or two. That will be a 45-minute session, kicking off in something like five minutes' time. Uh, This is the voice of Johnny Palmer, but the main guys to take you through the Continental Tyres Sports Car uh, Challenge, together with the practice sessions, qualifying and the race itself, Greg Kramer and Jeremy Shaw. Good morning, chaps. Good morning. Great to be a part of it. We're very much looking forward to this and this is a very, very strong series in its own right. Make no mistake about that. Uh, it produces some extremely strong, stout, fun racing. And reports are, uh, Brian Helton, who, of course, is a major player in the NASCAR organization, they said this is the series of everything that he does that he makes sure is DVR'd, that he can watch. For some, He just loves this. And uh, we can understand why. It's some pretty impressive stuff, Jeremy. It is, and and super competitive as well. We've had a couple of practice sessions yesterday for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Uh, In the first of them, the Ford Mustang Boss 302R, caliber 15, one of the Multimatic Motorsports entry, uh, Scott Maxwell and Billy Johnson was fastest at 1 minute 57.5. And the top, what, uh, 8, 10 cars were covered by less than a second in that session. That included... Uh, three, four Fords, uh, a two, couple of Porsches, a Chevy Camaro, and a, partridge. Uh, a Nissan, a couple of BMWs, and yeah, as you say, a couple of partridges and pear trees <laughs> and whatever, sundry else as well. Second session, similarly close, this time with the Chevrolet on top of the timing charts. That was number nine Stevenson Motorsports entry of uh, Matt Bell, joined this year by uh, awesome Larson Dawson uh, Ashenbach. I will say that right once this season. Just not quite <laughs> sure when it's going to be. But awesome Larson, uh, a, a, a tremendous talent, multiple champion, both in the Continental Series, also in the Prelude World Challenge as well. So uh, there's a, a great lineup there, and good to see uh, Ashenbach there. Uh, a lot of history with Chevrolet, particularly the last several years, and that car going fastest in practice too. It's been you know, you know, phenomenal what we're going to see, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, one of the interesting things here, Jeremy, with this track, the unique layout, uh, all the time on the banking and the like, it's really sort of uh, a battle of compl- two completely different components. Engine grunt, which certainly the V8s, we've been talking about the Mustangs, the Camaros, uh, showing their, their speed to be sure, but they have a fairly large frontal area and are pushing through a lot of air uh, to consumption and how that plays into the strategy and we'll be watching that uh, but in terms of the outright pace that'll be determined this afternoon when they really start to lay some times down for qualifying to establish the grid for the bmw performance 200 
here at Daytona. So uh, looking forward to that. But these sessions are so key here. Obviously, this is a biggie. It's the season opener, and it's Daytona. And you know, just to be able to say at the World Center of Racing that, yeah, we won one, whether it's the Rolex, whether it's the BMW Performance 200, anything you can win here, that's a nice little notch. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and it's just great to see all these different manufacturers involved in the championship. Uh, the, the, the evening practice yesterday uh, Chevrolet was on top, a Ford Mustang was second, a Porsche 911 was third, a Nissan 370Z was fourth. So, you know, four different manufacturers there in the top four and all covered by three-tenths of a second. And, you know, the Nissans there, two of them, the car number 14 and the car number 41, run by uh, Doran Racing. And that's pretty much a sort of a quasi-factory team there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and good to see s- some of the Nissan GT Academy young drivers there who've come through the GT Academy, the PlayStation uh, ga- gamers, basically, uh, and uh, Brian Heitkotter and Nick McMillan driving that number 41 car. They were done a little bit on the charts yesterday, but you know, for the first, uh, for, for certainly for Nick, um, the youngster from from uh, Oregon, it's his first race ever yep. on a track in the United <laughs> States of America, which is quite amazing. He won the Nissan GT Academy two years ago, and last year raced uh, primarily in the Blanc Pan. Endurance series, the uh, Blancpain series in Europe. Mm-hmm. He also did the Dubai 24 Hours. But amazing to think for an American wow. driver, young yeah. American driver, this will be his first actual race in North America. I spoke to him yesterday, ev- yesterday afternoon, and he's so excited not only to, to race on home, sort of home soil, but at Daytona yeah. as well. As you were saying a little while ago, you know, this is a, a very special place for all of the teams and the drivers. We're within a minute to the start of this practice session. Again, it will run for 45 minutes, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see because at the end of the day-to-day, essentially, for these guys, well, let's call it mid-afternoon, but about 2.05 is when we will do the qualifying sessions uh, for these two classes. Grand Sport, the more powerful, high-performance machinery, if you will, and ST Street Tuner uh, for the compact sport revolution. As the track goes green, and boy, do we have them queued up and ready to go. It's a big, big field here and uh, they are ready to head out on track. First car is heading down into turn one of the infield part of the speedway, not to be confused with Speedway 1. But we basically, it's big enough that the... Sorry, last third of yeah the, <laughs> the last third of of pit lane to pit out we had pretty much three full rows yeah I mean, that's fif- how big this field is 51 cars there lined up actually on the pit lane going out in sort of uh, in in th- three columns of cars there uh, and one more uh, is uh, the the, f- the 52nd and final cars on the entry list is lined up uh, coming out of the garage area ready to join the track as well so yeah this is a very full field we've got 25 uh, GS cars, Grand Sport entries. They are the big class cars, uh, the Chevys, the Fords, the Nissans, uh, and the, the uh, Aston Martins. Fords and Aston Martin, lots yeah. Of, yeah. And then the uh, the ST, the Street Tuner class, 27 of those. Uh, a lot of Porsche Caymans in that class this year. A couple of different BMWs. As uh, the 128i and the new and the uh, 328s, so both the new series and the old series cars out there. Honda Civics. Uh, and uh, uh, Mazda MX-5s, all sorts of, again, a, a, a good, goodly variety in that class as well. One of the interesting programs in that ST class with those BMWs is Bimmer World, which has been a long-time uh, entrant in the uh, Continental Tire Sports Car Series. They have uh, sort of split things this year. They've got a two-carts, a satellite team that is running Caymans, but 
the they have a two-car effort in the BMWs, but they started developing this last year, and they think now we, we're really now we feel like we've got everything sorted. It's the new F30 platform, which is the small displacement turbo, and they're focusing on that with the BMWs this year as well as running the Caymans with their satellite program. A couple of interesting notes. You talked about all the Caymans now in ST. Well, last year, if you remember, Eric Foss, Jeff Mosing, Justin Piscatel, that team won here in the BMW Performance 200 over, uh, in the ST category in their, historically, the beautiful orange BMWs. But they started to see some of the other teams, Autometrics and a couple other teams were running, and in particular Team Salen, running the Cayman. And by midseason, they said, we can see the writing on the wall. That Cayman, the balance of that car, everything just seemed to be right. And by about a two-thirds of the way through the year, suddenly that Morello team was showing up with an orange uh, Cayman, and that's what they finished in and went on to win the championship. Yeah, and, and that, that switch was uh, precipitated also by the fact they had a big crash. Was it, mm-hmm. uh, was it Road America? They had a big crash with one of the cars, anyhow, and it was, it was written off, so they had to find a replacement right away. So they went out and got them, bought themselves a Cayman. I think it came from the uh, Body Motion team. I believe I'm, you're right, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and ran that towards the end of the season. And, uh, yeah, that, that's... Uh, but that team, Ken Marilla, runs a really, really strong program, uh, and w- whichever cars they're going to be running are going to be fast. And this weekend, we're going to see um, Justin Piscatel, a youngster, alongside Eric Foss. Jeff, Jeff Moting not here this weekend. He's not planned to be here this weekend because his wife, I believe, is expecting a baby any time soon. And uh, Justin Piscatel, the youngster who came on board that team a couple of years ago, primarily as a, as a driver coach, and he's a good story in his own right. His young, his young Justin Piscatel, really nice young guy, does a great job as a driver coach, uh, and uh, came up through the MX5 Cup Series, won the Mazda Shootout back in 2008, I think it was, a while ago now, uh, raced himself in MX5 Cup, has done some races here in the Continental Tire Series as well. So great to see him get an opportunity with Jeff not here to drive that car in the race. He did it three or four times last year, and he'll be doing it again at least this year. And talking about what unfolded uh, in the Grand Sport category last year, it was fairly interesting how that started off at this race. Uh, Ashley Freiberg was one of the drivers in the Fall Line Motorsports BMW that won this race, and I believe it was the first time a, uh, a female driver had won overall in Grand Sport in the series, and that was uh, you know, a lot of big news and the like. How Unfortunately, she couldn't put together the funding to make the rest of the season. She made a few more events, couldn't run the, the entire rest of the season, and in the end, it was Trent Hinman, with the help of John Edwards, that went on to win the championship for Fall Line in the other car. This weekend, starting the season off, Trent and Ashley are in the number 46 car together. So it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that pairing works at this point. Uh, they were eighth in that uh, first practice session that was run yesterday. So a strong run there. Not quite as competitive. Slipped back into the 13th spot in the second session. Uh, Al Carter and Corey Lewis will be running the team car, the number 48. Uh, but as you talked about, uh, at the sharp end of things, uh, it has been that uh, that big group of the big... Uh, powerful V8s uh, right up at the front end, with the exception in that second session. Uh, boy, talk about a ringer team. Andy Lawrence and two-time Trans Am champion now, TA2 champ Cam Lawrence, running the Rebel Rock Porsche 08 was right there in third. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be a busy boy this weekend, isn't he? <laughs> boy, isn't he? Cam is driving in the uh, Rolex series as well this weekend. Um, and there's quite a, quite a few drivers doing double duty, amongst them Andy Lally. Uh, who is uh, who's quickest in the first of the 
Tudor United Sports Car Championship sessions this morning, driving for Magnus Racing at number 44 Porsche. This In this series, he's going to be driving the uh, 08 Porsche um, uh, for... Rebel Rock, I believe. Was for Rebel yeah. Rock as well, yeah, absolutely right. And uh, so he, you know, he was fourth fastest initially out of the box in this session here, Andy Lally. And you know, he's always going to be a strong contender in whatever he drives. Currently, it was just looking Billy Johnson in that number four, uh, 15 Mustang uh, was at the top of the charts. But right as I looked at the monitor, we get our first sub-157 lap, a 1-minute 56.967 by the number 46 fall line BMW of Trent Hinman. Uh, then it is... Uh, uh, Billy Johnson. Then the number 13, that is the Rumbum Porsche. Uh, this year, wheeled by the brothers, Plum. Uh, Hugh joining uh, Matt Plum, who is also the team manager of that program. Uh, a two-time team championship winning car in this series. Uh, and uh, certainly the driver is awfully uh, good as well. And then the number two car. This is nice to see. Uh, Mike McGovern in that Jim Click Racing Ford has been very quick this year. And, uh, certainly at the Roar, uh, they were right in the mix all Test long. Yeah, Mike McGovern, a you know, huge amount of experience, yeah. uh, always fast. Uh, good to see uh, Jim Clip back. I don't know whether they're going to be doing a full season this year. They haven't done a full season in quite a while now, but certainly good to see that car back. As you said, it was one of the pace setters at the Roar a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that is the car number two, uh, one of the Phalanx and Mustangs that are here this weekend. There are certainly quite a few Mustangs. It's a, it's a great car to have, and uh, it's, it's certainly going to be strong here at Daytona. And, of course, the, the Mustang ended this season last year with a victory. The multi Multimatic team won the final round at Road Atlanta. Topping the ST right now, Justin Piscatel in that number 56. Cayman running again for the uh, Marilla Motorsports team. Number 95, Alex Bolanos. I believe that's one of the Hyundai Genesis machines, and uh, they really started to hit uh, their stride late in the season last year. We saw some great runs from them, and Alex has that right up in the second now. And he joined the team, didn't he, for Road Atlanta, yeah. that final round, and everybody said, well, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he really put the cat amongst the pigeons and was running right up front uh, in the qualifying and in the early stages of the race. They had some problems, dropped back, but Alex certainly made a, a, a bit of a name for himself there, uh, and uh, it's good to see him back with the car. A, a, a late entry for the for, uh, in terms of drivers, at least, right. um, but already making a move here. Second fastest in the early session, it's Justin Piscatel, who leads the way in that caliber 56. That is the Marilla Motorsports Porsche Cayman, and then the Hyundai in second place, and Adam, Adam Isman in caliber 18 uh, in the, uh, that's the RS1 team, isn't it? The yes, RS1 it is. One team, brand new team this season in another Porsche Cayman, and that car was quickest in both of yesterday's sessions, I believe, in the ST class. Yeah, Adam was the lead driver, of, or one of the two key drivers for the full season last year with the Autometrics team, which also ran the Caymans. And uh, now, of course, this uh, this new team coming online. Uh, currently fourth is uh, Kyle Gimple, and he is driving the number 75. That, of course, one of the Compass 360 cars. Running Hondas here this week, and Kyle will be teamed with Paul Holton in that machine. Interesting what's going to happen is that's debuting at Sebring, the next round of the championship, they actually are going to have a group of new Audis that will be running and running in the ST division, but they're running the tried and true and always quick here, Hondas, uh, here at this track and completing your top five right now in the ST category, the number 44 of uh, Owen Trankler, who, of course, will be teamed once again with his longtime teammate, Sarah Cantaneo, in the CRG I Do Borrow, the Cruise America Thor Motor Coach, Honda Civic SI. 
Yeah, that car's suddenly sprung some new colours, I think, hasn't it? Since uh, Even since the Raw, it's generally sort of a red, white and blue exactly. colour scheme. And I think I saw it yesterday, it was a completely different colours. I can't remember what the colours were. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, again, long-time contenders. Carl Gimple, you just talked about him going to be driving that Audi uh, as from the next round at Sebring. And there's various different cars are, are likely to come into the ST class during the season. The Mini Cooper, I, I believe we will see pretty soon as well. That program yet to be formally announced, but uh, that's another car that should be joining ranks. And uh, it's all, again, I, I just love to see that variety. Absolutely. By the way, new uh, fifth-place player in the ST division, number 84, that's Jason Breedis, who's driving for the Bimmer World team in that uh, F30 BMW 318 with the turbo, and uh, they really uh, they they think they're they're there. They've they've really been happy with what they're seeing, and uh, playing out nicely as he is now up into the top five, 24th overall, fifth in the ST category. Still Trent Hinman uh, topping the charts. He's lowered his time to a 56.850. Trent has still Billy Johnson in number 15, Mustang in second, Matt Plum in the number 13, Rumbum. Porsche sitting in third, McGovern, and B.J. Zacharias in the number fi- uh, 14. That's uh, the Doran Motorsports uh, Nissan. Yeah, it is. And uh, speaking of Kevin Doran, yesterday he's been around the sport for a long, long time, run a lot of different cars, and he is so excited about this Nissan program for this season. It has, it has sort of factory blessing. And he said, you look, as long as I've been in the sport, this is really the, the most intense and the most exciting program He's ever been involved in, he reckons, and he's, he's run a lot of cars, had a lot of success too with different programs. Yes, but you know, this one, this, and it's getting behind these teams. The car has been fast the last several years. They've been uh, kind of a late start to this season. They really only had the green light to run the Nissan GT Academy guys just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, haven't done any testing over the off season, but already the car comes out of the box. And they, they were saying, they were suggesting that Daytona International Speedway with its Long straightaways might not play to that car's strengths in this and 370Z, but uh, it's as the season progresses, it's it's they, they feel really good about their chances. And boy, here it is in each of the sessions so far, been up amongst the top four or five. By the way, just got a report that the number 86 Crucial Motorsports BMW has pulled off on the approach. Uh, Drivers left over at turn six, well out of the way, and at this stage uh, have covered it with a local yellow and are letting the uh, session continue. Uh, one of the things that they, they did look at uh, in a good meeting with the new head of uh, the tech department for the Continental Tire Sports Car Championship, Jeff Mishtaway, was talking about one of the things that they did with some of the cars, because these are very much production-based cars, uh, there's lots of stock-derived components on it, and they were having a couple of the different cars were having some issues uh, with the ABS braking, the way that that system was working under the stress of outright competition. They did allow uh, a change in the master cylinder setup on those cars uh, to make it basically be a bit more predictable. What would happen is they would get a failure sensor and it would make that, that pedal almost rock hard and you'd lose all of the ABS. And if you were counting on that when you get to a corner and thinking, yeah, I'm going to live here with the ABS, uh, you get in, it's not there, and there were some uh, some moments. So they made a little bit of a, of a, <laughs> of a technical big change. Shunts. Big Well, <laughs> certainly when you take a look at that big shunt at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Uh, but, yeah, it absolutely happened. So they did make a, you know some allowances there. Smart move just to yeah. look at, at things as it unfolds. When it comes down to a safety issue, uh, you know, if it means bolting on a more race prep thing, that's what they're going to do, and they have followed through on that. Yeah, smart, very smart move there, and you know, all the teams very happy with that change. 
Andrew Davis now taking the number six. Stevenson uh, Autosport, Stevenson Motorsport, excuse me, Chevrolet Camaro up into second. Still Henman's time at a 156.850, but Davis right there in second, the number six, pushing the number 15. Now in the hands of Scott Maxwell back into third. They're going to be a strong pairing this year, Scott Maxwell and Billy Johnson. They certainly are. Lots of experience there, a huge amount of experience between those two. Two very, very fast drivers, uh, and both of them pumped up about the season ahead too. Uh, no question, that car is going to be really, really strong. Yeah, always strong on a Multimatic Motorsports. Made the switch to the Ford Mustang Boss 302Rs last year. And as you said, finished on a particularly strong note. One of the changes in the 158 car this year, joining Jade Buford, who's run with Multimatic for a lot of years, a young man named Austin Sindrick uh, has teamed up with him this year. Got a glimpse of what Austin yeah. could do at Mid-Ohio in a, a GTS Mustang last year. And uh, kid shows a lot of promise, doesn't he? Does it? and you say kid, you're not kidding there. He's, he's <laughs> the youngest driver in the field, and you know, he's been racing for a couple of years. Did uh, uh, USF 2000 the last two seasons, and he's still only 16 for goodness' sake. Um, quite remarkable, and you know a lot of different races in different series he's got under his belt as well. If if the name Sindrick sounds familiar, uh, his father Tim is the president of Penske Racing, that uh, runs. Some moderately successful teams <laughs> in the Horizon IndyCar Series and also, of course, in NASCAR as well. So um, Tim's been around the sport a long, long time. And um, young Austin uh, has uh, shown himself uh, quite an aptitude. And he's a very smart young man as well, really really polished as, w- as, as much out of the car as in it. Very impressive mm-hmm. young man. By the way, it is Jason Breedis in that number 84 F30 platform BMW. The turbo has gone to the top of the ST charts. So they're awfully pleased about that. Uh, the the they call it a satellite program. It's uh, it's run, uh, essence, you know, ostensibly it's the Bimmer World Team satellite program, uh, but they uh, they definitely get a lot of help from uh, I think it's BGB. Open. We have a red flag. Gap red flag. We got debris over in the bus stop, and uh, it's no doubt what happens here. You get a lot of curb hopping. Uh, by these cars, they get that extra clearance on the car. They can really bounce over those curves, and they can drag a lot of uh, junk up and onto the track. Uh, but it's called Next Level European. Uh, the number 38 of Dan Rogers and Seth Thomas, of course, Seth Long associated with Bimmer World, driving that Porsche Cayman. I believe they had two cars. I'm just trying to find out. Oh, it is. It's the number 83 of Greg Leofuge and Eric Zimmerman. So the 38 and 83 are the next level European Porsches. But as the red flag comes out, it's still the 46 fall line BMW at the top at that 156.850. Then Andrew Davis in the number 6 Stevenson Motorsports Camaro, the number 15 Multimatic Mustang, second and third. Fourth is the number 13, the Rumbum Porsche of Matt Plum. In fifth now, it's Jim Click driving the Jim Click Racing Mustang. Uh, Mike McGovern setting a time that took them into fifth. Sixth, the number 14 of B.J. Zacharias for Doran Racing. Seventh, the 08 Rebel Rock Porsche at 911 of Cam Lawrence. Eighth, the double zero from 00 Racing is the name of it. Uh, Raleigh Fel- uh, Figueroa, it's nice to have him back. He had big racer long, long time ago. Did the uh, Rolex 24 a number of times. Has created his own team now, the Zero Zero Motorsports program. 
and great to have him back. Ninth to number 48, that is Corey Lewis. Uh, it's, boy, I'll tell you, it's going to be tough after uh, his association with Rebel Rock for a couple of years. Uh, now he's running with Fall Line. So uh, forgive any slips on that until we get used to it. And in the number 10, and uh, that is an exciting new program as well, uh, for Racers Edge Motorsports. They've really stepped it up, the logistics, and Gary Yeomans Ford, Ford Mustang Boss 302R of Ricardo Flores. Yeah, and um, John Maracci runs Racers Edge Motorsports. He's been, again, another guy who's been around the sport a long time. He used to run cars in uh, the Star Master Pro, Pro Master Series, and you know, switched over to Conti a few years ago, runs you know, diff- different programs mm-hmm. in different series. I uh, spoke to him here at the Raw a couple of weeks ago, and he's, he's very excited about this program. He's, he's, he's kind of been up and down, running one car and two cars, and you know, not really had a, a full season deals. But this year, he's, he's planning on running uh, two cars, two Mustangs, in, in all of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge Series this year, and a third car in several events as well, including this one. And uh, you know, one of the cars uh, for, for the team this weekend, driven by uh, a couple of youngsters here from the uh, local area here. Michael Lira, who's only 17 from Port Orange, just down the road. He's uh, primarily going to be racing in ARCA championship races this year, stock cars, uh, but also getting some experience here on the road courses as well. Uh, and uh, Timmy Rivers also, he's from Ormond Beach, Florida, uh, and he is primarily a guitarist, I guess, by, by, by <laughs> trade. Another young, another young man who's uh, yeah, it's a good little pair. That they'll be driving number fifty-seven car for Racers Edge Motorsports, and two names I think to watch out for. Timmy Rivers uh, set the ta- fastest time in that car so far, thirteenth quickest overall, and only about a second and a half off the ultimate pace set still by Trent Hinman, the defending champion. We are back to green, back to green. So the red flag cleared after uh, they did the same to the debris over in the bus stop area here at the back of what they call the super stretch of the super speedway here. That third car for Racer's Edge, the exporter foods and wines, Ford Mustang, Chris Beaufay, and a guy who's uh, been running in this championship for a long time from Seal Beach, California, Bob McCallion, who, of course, ran with the CKS team for a lot of years, and uh, that team now uh, has, they basically got out of it, the, of the CKS group, and uh they have uh, provided their cars to some other teams, sold them off, and Bob McCallion landed with Racer's Edge. Yeah, Bob McCallion, uh, McCallion sounds familiar. His father, uh, Jim McCallion, is the president of the Grand Prix Association of Long Beach. They run the Long Beach Grand Prix every year. Bob, as you say, oh, Jim is going to be driving in the, in the Rolex Series race this weekend. Bob, the son, is racing here, as you say, with uh, uh, Racer's Edge Motorsports this weekend in that car number 78. It's his birthday tomorrow, mm. uh, Bob, uh, and also a birthday today for Nick McMillan, a youngster we talked about a little while ago from Salem, Oregon. 22nd birthday today, so happy birthday to M- M- Nick McMillan. He's uh, at the wheel now of the number 41 Nissan. His best time so far are two minutes point zero zero nine again just getting used to this car the first time he's driven it uh, drove last year primarily in the much more sophisticated gt3 nissan in europe also drove the gt4 car over there so this is not dissimilar to the gt4 car but certainly uh, a pretty steep learning curve for young nick mcmillan For those of you that are interested, fastest of the Aston Martins right now is the 07. That's from the racers group, Aston Martin Racing North America. Max Riddle, who's run with that team for some time, a former winner, obviously, in the Grand Sport category. They're currently 11th right now. And looking back, the number eight, which we're so used to seeing in, in with an Aston Martin of Mantella 
Motorsports. Remember, I talked about CKS uh, getting out of that out of the series, and their two, uh, the Camaros, those beautiful blue Camaros, as they ran at CKS trim last year, now uh, are going to be run by Mantella Autosport, and uh, will be carrying that number eight number on the lead car that uh, Mr. Mantella himself will be sharing once again for the full season. Yeah, with, with Mark, uh, Wilkins. Mark Wilkins, who yeah. great driver, and and the zero eight car. Yep. With uh, Andy Lally and, sorry, not the 08 car. The 80, the 80 car, yeah, right, with uh, Martin Barkey, another Canadian, and Carl Marcelli. So uh, all Canadian lineups in those two cars, the 8 and the 80. Good addition to the series, no question about that. We uh, have, looking at the charts here, about seven and a half minutes left in this session. And we do have also the Amarillo Racing. They run the 56. That's now the Cayman. But the 65 team car, still the BMW 328, uh, that Brett Mosing, Tim Probert, and Justin Piscatel uh, are listed on for this event. So they are still running. And we've got somebody off down in the runoff down. I think it may have been that car. Oh, the old announcer's jinx. Yep. The orange BMW, sure, really? right as I'm talking about him, ran right off the outside down into turn one. And... Uh, Got it slowed down, righted, and just rejoined. I don't even know. It was probably just a quick flash of yellow from the flaggers down there. By the way, a nice opportunity for us to give a shout-out uh, to all of the corner workers, course and corner marshals uh, that are here for these races. You know, you think about the drivers, and we certainly think about it from the announcer's standpoint of how long you're on your air. While those workers are out there, the shifts they put in, especially for that race itself, the 24 hours, long, long uh, bits of time through the night when it's chilly and foggy and whatever else might approach, and they're out there doing just incredible job out there in harm's way. So, you know, if you happen to see here in the uh, U.S., uh, the corner workers generally uh, are in white, sometimes in orange. And if you happen to see somebody walking around in an all-white outfit uh, with uh, some passes and the like, ask them if they're corner marshals, and if they are, tell them thanks, would you, because we're not here without them. You have to have them, and it's, it's a volunteer uh, they're as passionate about this sport as any driver, any team member, any announcer. And uh, they're out here, as I said, out in the elements in harm's way, giving information and assistance to these drivers. Yeah, and if you're a fan of the sport and looking to get involved in the sport, it's yeah. a great, great way to get involved in the sport. You won't be on the corners uh, right away, but you'll you'll work your way up to, to being on the corners uh, you know, with, uh, with the uh, flag marshals there. And it is a great way to get involved in this sport and uh, you know, get, get heavily involved and give something back as well. Yep, in the U.S. at Sports Car Club of America. Just join, pay your annual fees, and tell them you want a corner work or whatever other specialty. Yep. You know, there, there's lots of other Tech. specialties. Yeah, I mean, it used to be if you were uh, if you were a geek and loved computers, timing and scoring was a great. When you're out there blue flagging a great battle and you can see the drivers uh, responding to the flagging and everything, uh, it's, it's awfully satisfying. Official word from Race Control, five minutes left in uh, this practice session for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. No change at the uh, top of the GS car, still number 46 car. Ashley Freiberg is driving that car now. It was the defending series champion Trent Hidman who set the fastest time in that car a little while ago, 1 minute 56.850. The only one, the only driver in the 56s, but you have to go down to uh, 12th place to find the first driver that's 
w that's not within yep. one second of the fastest time in the session. We go red again. Yeah, this is debris out on the uh, backstretch uh, in between Speedway 2 and 3. they got a chunk of debris out there, so they want to do red flag it and get that cleared off the track. Yeah. Uh, interesting, right now you've got uh, two of the cars running from the greater Bimmer World yes. Umbrella Organization, but the number 83, and that is the next-level European Redline Oil Porsche Cayman topping the charts in ST, the number 83 with the BMW of James Clay is now four, uh, the 84 in that second spot. Yeah, so James Clay, the uh, team principal there, he's, he's smiling right now. He himself uh, second fastest in the uh, F30-shaped uh, BMW, and uh, just ahead, what, how much are those two covered by... Uh, not very much. Uh, actually, best better part of two, you know, two and a half tenths of a second there. Mm -hmm. uh, Gregory Leofuga set the, the fastest time of the session in car number 83. It's Eric Zimmerman who will share that car with him this weekend. Uh, is now shown at the wheel. So this big field right now funneling its way down into pit lane, hopefully Just with over three, three minutes to go. Exactly. So it depends on how quick they get that debris move, but if they do release them, it'll be one, maybe two laps at most. But everybody, of course, that's not stopping in their pit stall, optimistically queuing up at pit out, hoping for that uh, one more blast. Think positive, right? Exactly. Yeah. Glass is half full. It's only a 45-minute session, so with uh, two drivers here, you want to try and get both drivers in to get some seat time and do a practice driver change as well to prepare for the race. And it really doesn't give you a lot of time, particularly when you have uh, two or three red flag interruptions as well. Well, they confirm one minute, and we'll be back to green for, at that point, a minute and a half. Yeah, so <laughs> that'll, that'll give them time for probably you know, one out lap, and then, and then they'll probably get the checker. Well, if it's a minute and a half to go, they will then get the checker and come back in again. So uh, at least a couple of laps. You, know, you might not get a flying lap in, but uh, you know, you're not going to be able to jump yourself to the top of the timing charts overall. Yeah. But uh, if you made a change to the car, then you can feel how that's working out. And you know, a lap and a half around here is plenty of time to figure out how the car is working and to get ready for uh, the next session, which is going to be qualifying, isn't yep, it, later it is. on this afternoon? Well, I think you bring up a good point, is if you did duck into the pits, just that one, that out lap and that cool down lap, which you can hammer around for part of it, uh, it'll, it'll let, especially if you've got good drivers and with the data, now it'll let you know whether that change took. And that's, that's the important thing, because then you get to head back to the garage, as you said, and affect anything big. We are green, and the official time, 1 minute 45 left on the clocks here. Uh, just to let everybody know, here at Daytona International Speedway, the World Center Racing, the next thing up is a lunch break. So the Things will be a little bit quiet in terms of on-track activity. Coming back after lunch at about 1.20, we have the uh, second practice for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship. Uh, fall line BMW, a 156.85. The number six Stevenson Camaro, 157 flat, a 157.2 for the 15 Multimatic car, 157.28 compared to a 2.4 for the uh, number 13 Rumbum Porsche, 157.43 for the number two Mustang, a 157.45 for the number 14 Doran Racing Nissan. So you can see uh, it's very, very close at this stage. And when they come out for qualifying, uh, as we always seem to have, we expect to see an absolutely superb battle unfolding 
and uh, it looks as though it'll be equally intense in the ST division. Uh, right before that red flag, jumping up into fourth, uh, was the number 19 entry, uh, which, uh, again, uh, that's part of that new RS1, they call it, the uh, Rensport 1 team fielding the Porsche Caymans. Connor Blum and Greg Stretzloff teaming in that car. They jumped up into fourth, and John Miller in the team car uh, now sitting in the fifth spot. Uh, Adam Isman had actually set that time. And checker flag. Checker flag is out. So literally they get that out lap, Jeremy, and then they'll get this checker flag lap. Yes, they will. And uh, for qualifying this afternoon, uh, whoever qualifies the car will start the race on Friday. That's one of the rules that's been uh, in, implement, implemented uh, pretty sure throughout the history of this Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. So uh, they generally will then make uh, the driver change at some stage during the race in order to score points, the driver has to drive a minimum, I believe, of 45 minutes. I believe that's right. Um, and then they can make a driver change, and both drivers will score points, and then on uh, race on to the end of the race. And one of the things that's interesting about the Continental Ch- Challenge, uh, as opposed to the Tudor Series, where in, in GTD classes and, uh, and the PC classes, you have to have a pro-am lineup. There is no restriction on drivers in the Continental Tire Series. If you have two pro drivers, that's fine. Uh, and uh, a lot, of, a lot of teams do, and some of them don't. It doesn't matter. You can come out and run it, and that uh, certainly makes for some exciting stuff. You mentioned that the qualifying driver starts. You're right. That's always been a rule in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. New this year in the Tudor Series as well, as yeah. they've made that change. Grand Am used to have that rule, and then it was the uh, ALMS didn't. And then for last year, when the Tudor United Sports Car Championship was uh, was introduced, they didn't have that rule. But you're right. That is one of the changes that have been brought in for 2015. And yes, indeed, the uh, qualifying driver uh, will start the race. And here at the 24 hours, uh, not that big of a deal, but yeah. certainly in the shorter races, yeah. much more um, significant, let's say. So with the checker out and cars just making their way around, as we said, uh, the next time the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge cars will be coming out on track, it will be for qualifying, scheduled for 2.10 local time here at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, the next session we will be back for will be at 1.20 p.m., which will be the second practice for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship. Uh, they will be qualifying this afternoon at 4 o'clock, and they break it down into the four different qualifying groups, 15 minutes each, uh, starting with GT Daytona, then GT Le Mans, then the Prototype Challenge, then Prototype. Uh, as soon as that qualifying is done, uh, we will uh, have a little bit of a uh, dinner break, and then, of course, 6.30 p.m. local time uh, will be the start of a two-and-a-half-hour night practice session here at Daytona International Speedway. So lots more to come, certainly, from here at Daytona. Jeremy, uh, we're going to wrap things up as a result for the Continental Tire Series. And, uh, Johnny, obviously, uh, we've got a lunch break coming up here. Everybody's going to uh, calm down. So you can take us away, my friend. Thank you very much, Greg, and thank you, Jeremy, for taking us through the last half an hour of practice for the Continental Tire Sports car challenge as greg says busy day a little later on today more practice for the tudor united sports car cars uh, in a little over an hour's time and then we have qualifying to look forward to later on so stay tuned to imsa radio we'll be back in a very short while 
This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.